Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be Significant. We're excited to have you here. And I'm here with the uh, incomparable Miss Beth Cook. How are you, Cooker? What's happening? Good. How are you, Matter? I, I am good. I'm, you know, we're, we're in the season of change. The weather-wise here, I still resisted to completely shut down my roof deck. But um, yeah, that'll be this weekend a little. I think I'm going to have to turn off the water completely and then start getting things ready for the lovely yeah. But yeah, all good. How are you? I got to blow out some sprinklers and remove some hoses this weekend too. Yeah, see, if you want to. How's, uh, how's being back in the dark side working for the man again? <laughs> I have joined Corporate America again. Um, I am enjoying it. I'm just a couple of weeks on the new gig and love it. I, I've enjoyed the people um, so far. Like I said, it's just a few weeks and the work you know, seems exactly similar to what I've done elsewhere. But again, it's fun. I'm having a great time. Everyone's really energized about it. I like the mission. It's around helping decarbonization and sustainability and to try to keep our world a little bit lasting a little longer. So all good things so far. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Should we uh, should we give our audience a little tease about what our plan is for the month of December? I feel like we should. I mean, this will be kind of fun. It's going to be a unique thing where you and I are just going to, we're going to take control and we're going to be each other's guest. Um, so I think it's going to be a great time, Matt. Let's, let's cue it up, get them fired yeah. up. If, if you're not sick of Beth and I yet, um, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to give you a full dose in December. So um, in December, our plan is because Beth and I love media uh, we love music, movies, and books. So our plan is in December, we're going to have um, our favorite movie podcast. We're going to talk movies for a podcast. We're going to do our favorite music. Uh, and if you love Amy Grant, just hold on. That's coming. Um, <laughs> just a little tease on the tease. Just a little tease. Uh, uh, so we're going to do an episode on music that we love and get you excited about tunes and bands and singers and all that jazz um and then we're going to do uh, a couple of interviews where we interview each other so we'll do a beth cook interview and a matt rogers interview so you get to know us a little bit better as we go into um finishing up our first year with be significant and uh we're excited just to let you get to know us a little bit better and uh we kind of want to feel what it what it looks like to be on the other side of our of our uh, our guest as well so we're excited so hopefully you are too um we've got a great guest today um i call her a joy agent and i think after you listen to her you'll feel the same way beth would you like to give a little background on, on absolutely this we have with us today significant jessica housley i was telling matt her middle name is actually jessica joy housley and i think it plays well it's how she lives her life she is the founder and president of with love chicago it's a nonprofit organization that kicked off in 2017 and just has really gotten a lot of legs over the last couple of years it's really the mission is about spreading joy and su surprising strangers with kindness so just that anonymity behind giving joy back to whoever out there in the world. Um, Jessica is from Chicago. She's a native. She's absolutely passionate about 
and intentionally passionate about co-creating and living a very purposely driven life. Um, so, and that comes again with all of her passions, her day job. She has her own company as well, which is bloom joy organizing. And we'll put a little bit of teaser in that bloomjoyorganizing.com, where she just really looks at spaces in all of its forms. So she really urban planning. She loves spatial in between infrastructural spatial, as well as just, you know, making sure things are set up to, to clear your mind, get you prepared, get you ready to innovate. And that could be from straightening out a closet to a kitchen, to a pantry, to, you know, then developing good habits that will have your, your mind and your body and your soul ready to be their best self. And so she is, again, an amazing we had such a great time. The work she's done, the boldness that she brings to the work she's done has, it definitely transcends, you know, you'll, you'll get it through the interview. She's definitely a lover of dogs. She had two of them on the video with us when we were on our zoom and they were very well behaved, but she's always had dogs since I've known her over the last 20 something years. So we hope that you enjoy Jessica on our next show. So enjoy. Jessica Housley, welcome to Be Significant. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Matt, for having me here. Happy to be here. So excited. I think Matt and I are just going to dive right in. I mean, you, I really want to know more and I want our listeners to know a little bit more about With Love Chicago. I mean, you do so many things just personally and professionally, but this one over the last couple of years got some legs. And so I want our listeners to learn a little bit more about A, what is With Love Chicago? And B, just tell us how this you know, nonprofit organization got started, where it was just kind of your idea and how it got started, and then just, you know, how it's just grown with immense amount of of interest to help and support this idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So With Love Chicago is um a small nonprofit. Um the mission is to spread joy by surprising people with kindness. Um, and we make and place small bouquets around Chicago and the surrounding suburbs for people to find and take with them. So this was created in 2017 with the belief that even the tiniest kind act can have enormous ripple effects. And so this is really just created to um, plant some seeds, if you will, um, plant some seeds into the community, into the greater collective. And this is just to create a more compassionate community, really. Yeah. I love it. Tell me like how it started. I mean, I know the story, but yeah. I think for listeners to know the story, and again, our listeners will go ahead and put that on our podcast notes about, you know, where you learn more about this and, and other things that Jess is doing, but like, how did it get started? Like, this is just yeah. really your interest, your joy. I mean, Matt and I yeah. have talked to so many people about mental health issues, wellness, and for back in 2017, I mean, it's pervasive now and it might've been pervasive then just not as discussed and just tell us how it started. This is just really your passion of kindness. So, you know, walk yeah. us through kind of the, the starting of, yeah. 2017. Yeah. So this was 2017 and there was, um, I was noticing a lot of, uh, social unrest. We can say turmoil. People were more divided in different ways, more divided than I had ever personally experienced. Like I was seeing actual clashes between 
friends that had been friends for years and then clashes were happening and this was happening politically, you know, all these different ways. And it was concerning to me. So I, um, I just, I felt compelled to, to do something. And, you know, often we think, oh, I want to, I want to do something, but what can we do? Right. There's, I mean, these are huge major issues when we're looking at the division among neighbors and among family members, among, you know, um, you know, colleagues, things like that. And, um, I kept coming back to, um, just, the idea that small things make a difference, right? So we, I think often when I look at these larger issues, I want to look at the big things and say, okay, well, if we change this policy or we change this law or we enact this, then it will be better. But those things are difficult to change and they don't happen overnight. So I kept coming back to the smaller things and the, um, the individuals at play, just humans, right? Like our cities are made up of humans. Our country is made up of humans and all these humans have individual lives. They have families, they have friends. And so the connections between humans is really what affects these larger things, laws, policies, ideas, ideologies, right? All of this. Um, I studied urban planning. And so that actually, a lot of this comes into play there because I, 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 when I look at the city, I look at it in a systems type of way, right? So we're looking at all these things that are coming together to make a place for individuals. Is that a healthy place or is that an unhealthy place? Um, and you can look at you can look at things that are more concrete, like infrastructure, laws, you know, water sources, education, healthcare, all of these things. But then you can look at what I like to call the space in between. What's the space in between the things that aren't as um, they're not as concrete? They're they're invisible, right? Kindness, <laughs> love patience, generosity, all of these things, you can't quantify them. They're really, really tricky, but they're really, really important. So as I was, so going back to 2017, I'm looking around me, I'm looking at all of this division. I'm thinking, I want, I want to help. I want to, I want, I want to be part of the co-creation of our future. I don't want this future. I don't want a divided future. I want something where we're coming together, where we're humanizing people, where we're looking at them and not judging people for the way that they look or their political views or whatever the case may be. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do something and I'm going to just start where I am in my neighborhood is really where it started. Um, at, around the same time that year, I had become increasingly like almost hyper aware of small interactions that I was having. So any interaction that I would have with this, with these or with strangers, um, whether it be positive or negative, I noticed how that changed the trajectory of my day. So for example, if I had a negative negative interaction with someone, someone caught me up in traffic, someone yelled at me in traffic, someone just was rude for no reason, you know, I'm like, you kind of take that with you, you kind of have to reset a little bit. Um and sometimes that can carry on to your friends, your family, your other strangers that you're engaging with. Um, but then I also noticed that these kind interactions, like sincere kind interactions, 
were so powerful. And a lot of times it was very, very tiny. It was someone sincerely asking how my day was. It was someone letting me go in front of them in line. There was this one time where I was having a really rough day. I was not my best self. And someone handed me, I was, that's just to say the least, I was not my best self. And a woman, I remember her just looking at me and then she handed me a sticker that said, you are beautiful. She didn't say anything. She just handed it to me. And I, it stopped me in my tracks because I was, it completely just broke through all of these barriers. It broke through, um, the difficult emotions that I was having that day. And I stopped and I talked to her and I said, why did you give me that sticker? And she said, because I saw that you were having a bad day. And um, I felt like maybe this would be helpful. And I, I think I was pretty emotional about it because it just, I just thought she didn't have to do this. She didn't have to be kind to me. I was not being the most kind person. And I, um, just thanked her for it. And we had a conversation about it. And we were talking about being kind to people and interaction things and things like that. And then for the rest of my day, I took that, I took that energy. And then everyone that I came into contact with got that type of energy instead of the energy that I had previously. And so again, going back to, to the trajectory, right? Like if you have these, if you have small positive interactions with people, you're more likely then to pass that along to the next person. And that person's more likely to pass it along to the next person that they're dealing with. And then you've got these ripple effects going out into your community, into your city and into, you know, the larger um, culture as a whole. I, I tell people all the time, Jessica, one of the, the greatest gifts I was ever given was on my wedding day. I had a, I had a high school teacher that came to my wedding and in the, in the card, that's all he wrote was be generous. That was it. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just, it's, it's been a mantra for almost 30 years now. Mm -hmm. And so you obviously have felt that you've touched that had been touched by it mm -hmm. and, and you've built a, a thing out of nothing that is really with that focus. What do you, what are you finding you're getting out of these deposits, these free deposits you're leaving all over the city and, yeah. and what are you getting in return? Yeah, gosh, I'm getting so much in return. And that's what's so beautiful about, um, about kindness in general is that, okay. So first of all, you just feel good, right? Like on a base layer level, you're, I'm thinking, wow, I'm making a difference. I'm positively adding to society. I'm, um, I'm planting seeds that, you know, hopefully will harvest in the future. I'm creating ripple effects, right? So I feel like I'm doing something good for society, which is really important to me. And I think it's important to a lot of people to feel like we're either giving back or we're contributing in a positive way. Um, in addition to that, on a physiological level, we are actually getting serotonin and dopamine hits from being kind. Right. <laughs> so, right. So you feel so you're so we're better able I'm better able to handle stress, you know, when I'm being kind and I have just an overall sense of well-being. So it's just 
it's like we're it's it's how we've developed as humans is like we're think we're designed to be kind um there's something like we're getting rewards from it in our brain so to me that says I think we're meant for that I think that there's something very natural inside of us where we're we have an inclination towards that it's yeah. it's, it's amazing how real karma is and that it's a what we what we throw out in the world how it comes back to us yeah yeah that. it yeah it's really amazing I mean one of the um this is a little story from one of the people who found a bouquet of flowers. This was, I think this was two, over two years ago now. I placed a bouquet of flowers in a chase terminal, like two blocks away from my place. And the woman who found them, she reached out on our Instagram page and left a note and said, hey, I found these. Thank you so much. It made my day. I have tears in my eyes. She, she, made a whole post on it on her own Instagram page. And it was really touching. Um, and then she reached out and asked me if we could connect. She wanted to learn more about With Love Chicago and she wanted to learn more about me. She said that she had a, um, or she manages a social club in the neighborhood and wanted to see if there was opportunity to host some events for With Love Chicago. And so fast forward two years later, she and I, have hosted many events at the social club. Um, she actually hosted one with that was focused on people who had actually received uh, or found bouquets. I think that was the first one we did actually. And so all of these people who came had actually found bouquets in various areas of Chicago and then came and made bouquets for other people. Um, again, rippling out that effect. Um, so she and I have become great friends since then. She is such a big uh, advocate and encourager of With Love Chicago. She's a great friend. And it's amazing to me because this all, sometimes I forget this, but we met because of a simple bouquet of flowers. And I think that's one of the things that I love so much about doing this is that there are so many beautiful connections happening in so many interesting and different ways um, throughout Chicago, connections that wouldn't have happened without this little bouquet of flowers. So it's really interesting. Well, it's well, interesting. I just want to quick, Matt, like Matt and I just interviewed a woman. And so that will probably, our, our listeners will listen to it, Sylvia Lee. And I got to meet this woman that you're talking about at the social club yeah. randomly two days before I was volunteering at one of the With Love Chicago events and small world, right? Just right. yes, small world of, and then from there, you know, I've talked to Sylvia and others about what you're doing and just the passion. And when I got to volunteer, I was excited about somebody find my flowers, you know, more so were yeah. they gone. I just wanted to make sure they were gone, yeah. you know, and it was, I got, yeah. oh, somebody has them, you know, and it's just, yeah. even if I don't know who got them, right. I just got super excited. So it was a fun to make it. And it's fun to, to like drop them on the street and see if they, they end up gone. So uh, it's amazing. Matt, you were saying something. Sorry about that. Yeah. I, I just kind of wanted to see what your, what your thoughts were when you started, what, what did you hope was going to happen? What, mm. what was the, what was the ultimate goal for you? Was there yeah. one? Um. So I, I started it, I don't think I knew exactly where 
it would go or that we'd be here right now. But I do think that I had some vision with it. I knew that if, if it worked in terms of people actually picking up the bouquets of flowers, because I wasn't sure. I'm like, will people actually find these or will they actually send a note to our little Instagram account saying, Hey, I found this. Um, wasn't sure if that word worked, but once I, the very first bouquet that I dropped off around the block, someone actually, um, she posted on our Instagram page and said, Hey, I found these. I just moved. It felt like a welcome to the neighborhood. And I was like, Oh, it works. <laughs> so pretty, or, or pretty early on, I was like, okay, this is, this is something like there is a spark to this. And it makes people feel good. And it's connecting people through a social media platform. But I could see it down the road a couple years, you know, in my mind's eye, I'm thinking, okay, a couple years later, we could do events, we could host, you know, different things, people will connect, this can become a little bit of a community. Um, yeah, so I could see some of it. I, I think that now I'm at a different place where I see even more potential than I first did, because of the feedback that I've gotten from people because of the momentum that's occurred um, with just the amount of volunteers that want to help. I mean, I get people pretty regularly um, reaching out and just asking how they can help. They, you know, there's the flower donation side, there's the flower making side, there's uh, donation of jars and, and vessels and um, I think people are looking for a way to get involved um, and to do something that's, you know, relatively simple in a way, it, but also has a huge impact. I think that I actually think a lot of people are hungry for that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been interesting. Um, I. I'm very pleased with where we're at right now. And I do, I'm excited to see where we're going to go. I think that this could, I mean, I would definitely love us to, I mean, we've got to manage Chicago first, but I also think it's something that's transferable and that could go to other cities as well. Yeah. You guys just thinking about that, Jess, we could do with love Chicago. So you own that tagline visits, New York visits, you know, yeah. it's wherever. Cause then it's right. kind of flow into like the home core of it. But I mean, so exciting. Right. So exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can exciting. see your events turning into years from now, it's going to be people meeting and turning into weddings and you're getting baby pictures because of what you did to bring people together. And, you know, a marriage yeah. happened and a life happens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. yeah, there is. It is exciting. There was, um, there was a woman I do remember once. Uh, this was a bouquet that um, these flowers had actually been donated to us. They were gorgeous. We're and I made a bunch of bouquets just for the neighborhood and someone who was in Chicago just for like she was only in for her wedding. She just came in for a couple of days to get married. She used to live here and she found this beautiful bouquet of flowers. And she said it felt like a good omen for her wedding, you know, and so we get a lot of those things too. the meaning making of what people um, what people connect to when they find the flowers, you know, a lot of we've got people who are celebrating things, people who are going through rough times, people who've lost loved ones, people who have, 
um, you know, just having like a rough year and they'll find a bouquet of flowers and we'll share that it gave them a little bit of hope or it made them feel more connected to the community or to Chicago in general, you know, city, the Chicago is a big city and it can, it can be easy to feel isolated or alone if you don't have, you know, a, a community. And so this is, I think, uh, a way that people are feeling a little bit more connected. And I hope in the future that it grows into something, you know, even larger where people are feeling more connected into something that um, they feel good about. And I also see it not only connect in the way of like social and, you know, meeting new people and new, you know, just new, but new relationships, et cetera. But also too, I think, you know, given the world, like you said, you know, we're, we're still in that very um, tumultuous battle of differences and it's all coming down to, can we still, can we get people just starting at a common place of humanity? Like you said at the very beginning and, and then getting them to talk about those differences in a way that you might not change minds, but you can at least agree to disagree on a common ground, but still right. not dehumanize the other person and put people in these buckets that are pretty, you know, um, hateful for lack of a better word. So almost yeah. like it could really take the concept and spread it to other conversations or disagreements or different perspectives. Um I think, you know, there's a lot of learnings, I think, from just starting small, like you said, just starting at the basics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting about this, um, this particular way of spreading kindness is that it's anonymous, right? So you're, you don't know who, when you're putting a bouquet out there, you don't know who is receiving it. So in the very act of doing that, you're saying, I want just someone to be happy. That person could be someone that I don't normally engage with. It could be someone that has different views than me. It could be someone that in real life, I actually might have a problem with, but you're still having a desire to wish them well. So there's a very interesting um, part of it, component of it. Um, And I love that about it because I think what that does then is it kind of retrains our brain a little bit. The The more you do something, the more you become that thing, whatever that is, right? Everything is just a habit. So you, if you, if you train yourself to, to do kind things, you become kinder. I've, I know without a doubt, I have become kinder and more patient and more compassionate just by doing this over and over and over again. I also know that I have become a better neighbor um, to the folks in my neighborhood because I've left so many bouquets. I don't know who gets them, but when I walk past someone, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they found a bouquet. I wonder if they found a bouquet. And it almost gives you a little bit more of of a sense of um, responsibility for the people in your area of just their, you know, not in like a, not in a net, not in like a toxic way, right? Of like, oh, I'm responsible for his feelings, but that you wish people well, you want people to, to feel good, to be mentally well, to be socially well, right? And so, yeah, I do think, you know, Beth, to your point, I think that things like this, and not just with Love Chicago, not just, you know, placing bouquets around, but any act of kindness, I think that that's, foundational um to coming across coming 
across lines and saying, hey, yeah, we don't have to agree, but we can have this mutual respect for each other and we can still wish each other well and not wish ill of anyone, right? It's it's such a great mantra and and especially in a big city where there's so many people that um, are by themselves in, in many shapes and forms and you've talked about a lot of them. So I, I love that what you're doing. I want to transition a little bit, Jess, because I, I'm really uh, I'm really interested in what you do full time and what what your other life looks like. Um, I work with high school kids mm-hmm. and families all the time, and we talk about you know going to college and and I always tell kids don't worry so much about your major because most people end up doing a job that they didn't even study in college, but your, your degree is in urban planning and yeah. you're in that world of organization now. And I'm, I'm really interested in how that degree translated into what you do now. And, and, and I'm sure it has a big effect on with love Chicago too, and just understanding the cities and the people and how people move. How, how does all that integrate? How, how did, yeah. have you found your, your passion <laughs> places with all that? Yeah. I, I think so. Um, Yeah, it's really interesting how these seemingly very different things do have a lot of, they kind of overlap in a lot of ways. Um, I, um, so I grew up in Chicago, Chicago native. I love this city. I wanted to study urban planning because I was always sort of socially inclined. I, I looked around me and said, hey, what's happening? How can we help? How can we help this population? How can we help bring together, you know, um, the division in Chicago, those types of things. And I thought urban planning was a good way to do that. I was interested more in the social aspect of it versus the infrastructure side. Though I also love the spatial infrastructure side because I'm just naturally, um, sort of naturally spatially minded. So that's where organizing comes in and understanding the space between things when you put this chair next to, you know, this couch, how does it look? Those types of things. So there's that creative visual design element to all of it, really. Um, I, the organizing came in just because I love organizing. I love, like, I, I can come into any mess, any disorganized space. I can see a closet filled from the bottom to the top with just stuff. And the way my brain works, I can, I can envision the end point of like, oh, all we have to do is get rid of this and this and then get these little baskets or whatever it is and contain them and we're good to go. And that I love that freedom, that organization and simplicity gives people it's, it's life changing for people, right? So instead of looking for, you know, 25 minutes for your keys or your lost shoes or your lost socks or you know, the paper that you're, the important paper that you can't find, it's all just in its home. (laughs) It's like, there's such a feeling of peace to that. And I absolutely love it. So yeah, that's my day job is helping people get their homes organized. Um, And it's so fun. The transformation process from messy to organized is uh, so fun for me. I love it. It's, it's not just, un, it's not just uncluttering your life. It's really uncluttering your brain. You know, it's, it goes yeah. back to that idea of you make your bed every day. And yep. my wife and I, we redid our closet and our laundry room a couple of years ago. It's just amazing what that does for your soul 
to walk into those rooms and things are in a place and they have, there's a rhythm to the room and then there's a rhythm to your life. And I'm, I'm just intrigued by that world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like clear, clear space equals clear mind, you know, and there are all these studies done on it. I mean, really just to have, because what's happening is our subconscious, which is operating what 95% of our actions. So think about that, right? 95% of our subconscious is controlling what we do in life. So when we're looking around our space or anywhere, any environment at all, um, and this speaks to with Love Chicago as well, our, our brain, our subconscious is looking for threats. It's making meaning out of all the things that we're seeing. And if those things are scary or messy or cluttered or confusing, that then is, it comes out in our, in our feelings, in our actions. And so when you have a nice clean space, again, clear mind to your point in, you know, tying it to with love Chicago, when you're in an environment that could seem a little stressful or a little chaotic and you see flowers there for you, a little gift saying here, someone's thinking about you. Someone wants to be happy. This is not a scary place. This is a compassionate place. This is, you know, that's a, that's a feel good effect of like, Hey, this is okay. You know, yeah. we're going to like, this is a good place. And it's, so it's, it's simple in a way it's going back to our, you know, our fight, fight, flight, parasympathetic nervous, going back to our nervous system a lot, you know, with a lot of this, um, which I also find absolutely fascinating. So I think I do like to come in and say, Hey, let's, how do we make this? How do we calm everybody's nervous system? How do we create a healthy nervous system for folks? Right. And you can do that in so many different ways. I happen to do it with flowers nature and I happen to do it with organizing people's homes yeah <laughs> I love them. yeah yeah I, I don't know if our listeners can they obviously can't see but you also have a little friend Jessica has two dogs <laughs> they are waving and talking and also kind of conducting about you know the fight or flight parasympathetic yes Very yes yes <laughs> yeah, I've got two tiny, two tiny. They're both one five pounds, one six pounds. Um, they're very, they're very sweet. They're older, 10 years and 13 years. Um, they're great. I love them so much. They make me happy every day. <laughs> That's fun. So kind of also too with, and again, I was talking bloomjoyorganizing.com. And again, we'll put this on our notes, but that's your yeah. professional day job that, you know, that's my you- day job. Mm-hmm. Job getting organized. So what are some things that people are interested in, in reaching out to you and learning a little bit more about it? What are some, you know, organizing any space externally in their home, externally, like um, outside? Yeah. I mean, tell, you know, what, are, what do you focus on yeah. or do you do? Is it a room specific or... Tell us a little bit. So it's different. It's different for every client. Some clients are coming in and they're already relatively organized and they just want to maximize their spaces. And that's, you know, that's usually, usually people have a specific idea of like, oh, can you help just maximize the space in my pantry or my laundry room or my garage? And then I've got other people who just, it's not a skill that they've learned because organizing is just a skill. That's all that it is. And it's, you know, if we, as we've said before, it's a habit. It's, you know, let's put the thing away where, where it ought to go, where we 
created a home for, we just put it away, those types of things. So I do teach skills like that, like in, you know, every day, take 15 minutes and, and, you know, put the dishes away or, or, you know, take the garbage out and just these little, little tidbits that um, eventually become habits, but it helps maintain things. Um, I also have people who um, are, you know, have more severe concerns with their homes where they've accumulated a lot of items. This is a very, very easy thing to do. Um, you know, we can literally order anything we want with a push of a button these days. And so people accumulate quite a lot of things without realizing it. And so I come in and we can do a lot of decluttering, simplifying, we figure out what we want to keep, what we want to give away, and then I'll organize the rest of the space. Um, and yeah, that's anywhere from whole houses, garages, um, you know, in some cases, people are downsizing. So we're, we're figuring out space planning for the new place and what can come, what can, you know, what can be donated, what can be removed, those types of things. So it's really, it's really dependent on individuals' needs. It's very tailored to each client and what their needs are. Um, yeah. But so every, great. everyone is very, it's fun, super fun. <laughs> I love it. If you had, again, somebody was like, listen, I might check into getting a professional, but is there, what are like the top one or top two things like individual, if they looked at their own space to say, can I start myself? What would be, you know, two big things yeah. of advice that you would give when they're looking at a space that they feel a little overwhelmed with um, and the, how they would go about personally trying to attack that without professional help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> professional help. But you know what? <laughs> right. Hiring somebody. Yeah. Like yeah. So I would say if they're, you know, the, the very first thing is to, is to like easy stuff, right? So look at, look at your items. What have you not used in six months to a year? And what do you not like? Is there anything in your home that you don't like? People hold on to things. This always, it makes me chuckle. I've done the same thing, but we hold on to things that we don't even like. We're like, that's ugly. And we still somehow hold on to it because we feel guilty because we paid for it or it was a gift. But you know what? This is your home. Your home is a reflection of you. And you deserve to have a beautiful home that is organized and simplified. And when you walk in, you should be able to take your shoes and coat off and say, I'm so happy that I'm home and not be like, oh, I have that pile to deal with, or I have to do this, or I have to do this. No, that's, that's not peaceful. That's not restful. So easy. Get rid of the things you're not using and get rid of the things that you don't like. Start there. <laughs> Um, and then I would and sort it right. Yeah. What was that? I said, pull everything out and then go through that. What don't, what don't you use and what don't you like? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the things that I do recommend is to, to categorize things. So for example, clothes, clothes tends to be an easier thing for people. So I always recommend, and this is a practice that I have with my clients is we take every bit of clothes out of the closets and out of the dressers every single bit and we put it on a bed or on a table or the floor whatever makes sense depending on the volume and it's it, you, people are usually shocked at the amount of clothes that they have 
And so when you see everything all together and out in the open versus kind of, you know, hiding in your drawers and in your closet, there's this realization of, wow, I actually have a lot of stuff. And so that's then helpful when you're getting rid of things because you're like, oh, I have a ton of stuff. I have room to get rid of things. But then you can go through that pile a little bit. It's a little bit easier um, on the process and just go through, you know, again, categorize, I would say, go through all your pants, go through all, and then go through all your shirts and then go through all your jackets. And so just kind of, you know, trying to keep that um, kind of organized, even that process organized, that seems to work really well for people. And usually people are pretty quick at doing clothes and they're surprised at themselves. They're like, oh yeah, I can get rid of this. I don't like this. This doesn't fit me. I don't like this color. This, you know, has a stain on it. <laughs> and so donate it. Don't donate the stained items. No, that's a no, no. Um, but, you know, get rid of it, throw it away or donate it if it can be donated. I like the opposite effect. I like taking everything out just to see what that space looks like when it's empty. That mm. gives me joy. Because now yeah. I'm like, I, I don't want the clutter. I don't want the shirts yeah. so together. I can't see which shirt I have. And, you know, yeah. I, I'd like half of those, you know, just yeah. so I can see that space and what it's meant to be. So yeah. I'm yeah. That's a really good point. Right. Because when it's too cluttered, people forget what that space looks like. So, right. And there's a thing that um, there's a term I, I, I think this is an actual term. I don't think I made it up, um, but it's called house blind. You get house blind to your home. And so you just get so used to seeing the same things that you don't, you're not actually realizing um, what's happening with it. And you don't have that vision to see what it could be. So this actually happens to me too. And I'm, I'm very tidy and organized, but sometimes if there's something where I want to just tweak a little bit, I actually take a picture of the room or the space because it helps me see it from a fresh perspective. So I'll take a picture of it and then I'll look at it. And more often than not, I can then be like, oh my gosh, that's too cluttered, or I don't like that color, or I don't like that texture, and I can then redesign what I'm having an issue with. Um, but that's fascinating to me that we just become house blind, and it happens to everyone. So, yeah, yeah. with you there. That's awesome. Well, Jess, we are just so thankful that you have spent some time with us. We're getting ready to move into our rapid fire questions. If you're if you're ready for that, are you yep. ready? I am ready. All right, Matt's going to kick us off. It sounds like we have people on that are living significant lives and doing significant things and you're doing stuff you love, but if, if you weren't doing this, what you're doing today, what would you do? Um, so in, in just sort of like an all as possible world, I would actually want to be an astronaut. <laughs> All right. I just think that is that would be so fun to travel to space. And I actually hope that that at, at some point in my lifetime, you know, I'm going for like over 100. So I'm I'm hoping that in my lifetime, I can make that happen. Um, but in a in in a more realistic world, I think I probably would have studied um, biology and probably really focused in on, you know, just um studying nature, protecting it, and then teaching. And I don't know if I would have done, you know, like 
botany or something like that, or if I would have focused on animals, but I really, nature really, I'm really inspired by nature. So I would have done something like that. As, as the queen of unclutter, being an astronaut <laughs> makes sense because space is nothing but uncluttered. <laughs> Yeah. that's right so I, yes. I love it. let's let's continue with that space <laughs> journey that we're on it's just a flow it's a flow so what would you tell your 21 year old self now just knowing what you know today oh um I would say compassionately um embrace your whole story your whole self um and yeah I would tell her you know, perfection is not, it's not a real thing. It's a myth. So embrace yourself as you are and know that you have the power to reframe and change anything that doesn't align with your intent and where you want to go. Yeah. And I would, I would also say don't as a, as a woman, in our society, I would say don't ever minimize your voice or yourself for anyone else. I love that. Great advice. Is is there a, a book or a podcast you're deep into right now that you'd recommend to others? Um, so On Being by Krista Tippett is a amazing podcast that I recommend. I always recommend. I love it so much. Um, that is just wonderful. So why there's so much wisdom found in that podcast. Um, and then a book I'm reading is, um, I just started the earth's children, uh, series, I guess it was, it was, I think written in the eighties and it's, I don't read a lot of nonfiction, but this is prehistoric, uh, nonfiction or it's, I'm sorry, fiction, blah, blah, blah. It's a fiction. I was like book. you read more nonfiction, but yeah, so yeah, I read more nonfiction. I read a ton of nonfiction, but this is a fiction series that I started, and it's called The Earth's Children. It's by Jean M. Owl. It's, it's a hard name to pronounce for me. It's like A E U L or something, and it's basically about Neanderthals and um, early humans coexisting. And it's phenomenal. Like I cannot, every day I want to read it. It's just so engaging. I love it. That's great. That is great. All right. What's your go-to comfort food? Uh, Polish food. On my mom's side, um, everyone's Polish. And so Polish food, oh, any day. I don't eat it very often, but brogies, sauerkraut, um, some potato pancakes. There's this... Um, side with there's um crushed beets with horseradish I don't that probably doesn't sound appetizing to a lot of people but I love it so much yes without a doubt Polish food just give me a bowl of pierogies and I'm happy me too <laughs> yeah, I, you had me at horseradish I can put horseradish oh, on anything and make oh yes okay spicy I mustard horseradish I'm happy I have yes. that beet borscht that I think I told you about and then again it's with the horseradish <laughs> that you put on it so you make like so. this beet soup basically and yum yes delicious jess do you have a go-to movie a favorite movie um you know i really love interstellar have you guys seen that the christopher nolan yeah favorites yeah i I, yes love it love it and it kind of goes back to the space theme right you know like i just yeah i love it i love and i love um yeah just 
thinking about space in general and what's out there, right? I mean, the universe is <laughs> just like continually expanding. It blows my mind when I think about it. Yeah, yeah it's it's one of those movies I watch probably every six or seven months. I love it. Same. Have, you, have, Same. You, seen the Mar have you seen The Martian? I have. That's also another one that, yeah, yeah. that's a great one. Yeah. One of my all-time faves too. Uh, all right. And I think I kind of have an idea because you talked a little bit about this earlier, but if you were president for the day, what would you change or implement? You don't have to worry about what Congress is doing. You just kind of have like rights to just make something happen. What are some, what's one or two things you'd focus on? Yeah, this one, I don't know. This is, this is a hard one for me because there's, I feel like there's so many things that I'd want to change. Um, but I think that education is really important and i feel like our system of edu of education is just is kind of tricky for a lot of people um so i think in one day magically changing our education system so that it um that i guess that anyone who wanted to be educated anyone that wanted to go to school and i don't mean just like classic university but trade schools and and other alternative means but I think helping anybody who wanted to go have the option to go and do it well and, and go to like a good school and not be ripped off and that type of thing. I think that's, I mean, that's, that's foundational for people's lives. Right. And foundational also for our society. So I, I think I would, yeah, do something with education. It's right up my alley. I'm all for it. Um, just last question. Mm -hmm. We like our 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 guests to leave a piece of advice that's important to them for our audience. Is there is there a piece of advice that that you uh, live by or is important to you that you'd like to share? Yes. Um, so this is a piece of advice that I often give myself, and it's something that I think I will be working through until the end of my days. But I try to live as aligned as possible with myself. Um, there's a book by Martha Beck. She's a Harvard trained soci sociologist that I love. And she has a book called um, The Way of Integrity. And it's a book I go, go, go back to often, but she talks about how in, in integrity, not in a moral sense, but integrity in the sense of going back to the root of um, integrity, which is integer, which just means wholeness, right? So being aligned, being whole with self and all of the different parts of ourselves, um, the inner child in us, the things that bring us joy, the things that we feel passionate about, the things that we're good at, all of those parts. She uses this analogy of a plane and how a plane has a million different parts that need to, to work together seamlessly or else it crashes. And she uses that analogy in the book of like, we have all of these parts to us as well, and they need to work together. And so in that, we do need to take time to know ourselves, to slow down, to ask ourselves, what is it that I'm, the, how do I really want to live? How do I want to live this one life that we have, right? And so staying aligned with our values and intentions, and that's not an, always an easy thing to understand, to know, and to live out, but that is something that living aligned, living in integrity that I try to do every day. Um, and it feels, it just feels better in the body 
Um, so yeah, that's the advice that I would give. Live aligned, live, live in integrity of, of yourself, with yourself. I've, I've always seen integrity as a foundation of your character, a foundation of who you are and, and being true to that, that person, being true to that character. So I really like that quote. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's great advice. It's kind of like what we say, you know, and, and sometimes I adapt it, but you know, where we're trying to get people to kind of do exactly what you said in corporate America, when they come into the workplace is being your authentic self. Right. And yes. sometimes I tell people like when you're at work, you might need to be your best authentic self. Cause sometimes your authentic self is like either give people heads up today is not a great day. <laughs> yeah. So FYI, and you can own yeah. that. And that's because we have, right. so then you're attempting like, so if something goes awry, you know, but like, I think that's important because with, when you do that in a line, like you had discussed, I believe, you know, again, if, especially if you're your best, best authentic self, like your, your ideas are coming more fluidly, you know, all this, all of what you bring to the table is exactly what's needed to continue to, you know, move the project, the organization that whatever forward. And then also you as an individual to develop you, you know, so. Right. Um, yeah. Love. Yeah. Like we all need to show up as our unique, authentic selves. Like this is what the world needs, right? The world doesn't need cookie cutter robots. It needs our authentic, beautiful, brilliant, wise, weirdo selves. That's what it needs. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Jessica, we just appreciate you so much. And thank you. I mean, again, you've been in my life for, you know, a lot of years. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm really happy that you are, and I'm happy for your friendship and just your ideas that you always bring to the table. You and I have some great moments where we have real um, fun conversations, hilarious conversations. Um, and just, you know, I've always been inspired by just your courageous, you know, appetite to go into the world and just do right. So like, most of your career, you've had this entrepreneurial spirit and you've just done it and you've done it well. And I'm just like, how <laughs> do that? I would be nervous, but I am just in awe of you. And I just am so appreciative. And then with, with love Chicago, the legs that it has, I'm, I can't wait to see where it goes. So just thank you for just spending time with Matt and I today. We just really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. This has been super fun. Thank you. Thanks for being a joy agent, Jess. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you, Matt. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you, you guys. You too. Take care. Well, Matt Rogers, what did you think? Well, I, like I said, on, as she hung up, I think she's an agent of joy. I think she she cares about making the world a better place, and um, she does it the right way. You know, one person at a time, and you know, um, a jar of flowers. Name. What's yeah, that? It is her middle name, so I always often say Jessica Joy Housley. Just yeah. Jessica or JJH I yeah. call her. but I you know I think it's it's pretty impressive like it is because sometimes especially back in the time where this this idea incubated incubated um it was tumultuous you know environment in yeah. and and I really think of you know you get overwhelmed with how we had to solve the big problems and you forget about sometimes just thanking somebody or just a little act of kindness can make all the difference and, and change. I mean, you and I talked about this on another podcast about projecting our um, feelings or experiences off of one piece of data, right? And maybe it's correct, but maybe it's not. Maybe, you know, we should, you know, do the olive branch of giving a moment of a conversation, you know, or whatever. You know? So 
I don't know. It's just good advice to think about how we can just change our mindset. You know, it helps us with like feeling better, but also too, if we can make somebody else feel better, it's can spread wildly. It's hard not to become a better person when you're talking to someone like Jessica. She's just, she is, exudes goodness and makes you want to be a better human being. And, and we can't have enough people like that right now. So great, great conversation. We hope that our listeners enjoyed it as well. Again, we will provide on our notes um, the web address to get access to learn more about With Love Chicago, as well as Jessica's um, own company called Bloom Joy Organizing, which is bloomjoyorganizing.com. And um, if you're enjoying it, we still love to hear from you. Don't forget to reach out at be significant, the number four, the letter U at gmail.com. Listen to us, follow us on Apple or Spotify. If you're enjoying it, rate us. We would love to, you know, hear from you and, and get that feedback. And just like everything, we want you to go out there and be agents of joy, you know, on the back of this, this podcast, this conversation, and just make a, a significant impact right where you're at in your own unique way. So don't let life happen to you. Go out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening and have a great day.